Welcome to the 14th episode of the I Ching with Clarity podcast. Thank you ever so much for listening. I do appreciate you. This month brings another listener's reading, this time with an unchanging hexagram. That makes for a shorter reading session, of course, with no changing lines to discuss. So I thought I'd try an experiment and add a small interlude mid-reading to explain one of the interpretive tools I'm using. Do let me know whether you like this and whether I should do it again. So, here's the reading. Hello, Sasha. Thank you for doing this. Thanks. For Thanks for sharing your reading. Yeah, so you asked about a relationship. Um, yes. And you want to know what it will evolve into. Can you say a bit about what it's like at the moment? Yeah, it's kind of strange. Um, <laughs> We, we met through, he's still my husband legally, but we separated. So it was through his brother. And so the relationship was already kind of like, or the friendship was already kind of like taboo, I guess, in the sense of like, you can't, you can't pursue something that I've already introduced you to. And, you know, we've not, we've not tried to pursue anything per se, but we have definitely shared deep feelings about how we feel towards one another. And it's just been kind of weird, I guess. And after sharing those deep feelings, he seemed to take a huge step back, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. no, we're going to maybe not even talk sometimes. (laughs) So then there's like this dynamic of, wondering constantly in which case now I have taken the step back of like well I'm not going to chase something that I I feel like I need to chase I don't feel like I need to chase anymore Mm -hmm. more or less yeah but you you said in your message that while there there are personal problems and you're on the way out of a relationship and um, he has problems of his own you mentioned addiction uh, but but also that when you're together, it's like nothing you've met before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. really incredible. Like the connection was pretty instantaneous. Like um, mm-hmm. the the dyna- the dynamic was unlike anything I have experienced so far. As in, uh, I have a difficult time like opening myself up to people, and for for with him it was almost no problem. I just, it was like a floodgate opened. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where those intense feelings or that connection really felt the strongest. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, so he, he struggles with addiction still, you know, he's, he actually moved from down South up North where I am to get away from uh, an addiction problem, but he's found mm-hmm. himself within the same kind of groups of people, I guess is what I would say, in which case it's hard for him to say no to certain types Mm -hmm. of things. Yeah. Um, So we should, let's go to the reading. Um, Thank thank you for the background. It's, It's good to fill that in for people, I think. So you asked what will this relationship evolve into and you received hexagram 29 the repeating chasms and just that one no changing lines no changing lines so a sort of simple and blunt and direct kind of reading 
so I think this is going to, the reading gives you a feel for what the experience of the relationship is like and is going to be like. And to get into that, it helps to start with its name, the chasms, Khan. Um, the earliest meaning for that word is a pit, a hole, a, a ditch, maybe a trap. Um, if you look at the Chinese word, it has a component meaning earth and one meaning debts or absence, which shows a person yawning. So it's you know, short of breath and lacking and owing. And this word Khan is the name of the trigram, the set of three lines, which is associated with running water and depths and the moon and north and hidden things and so on. Um, so yeah, there are the chasms. And then it also says that repeating chasms, it's the name of the whole thing, which means practicing and rehearsing and learning something by repeating and becoming experienced in it and accustomed to it. And the character for that one has a component that's the sun and one that is wings, or almost certainly wings. Um, so I think of it as daily practice and something like learning to fly, almost you keep flapping and you learn to take off, that sort of feel. So there are two ways to, I think you can pass that, um, two ways to understand repeating chasms. One is just that it's the pits that keep on coming back, challenges that you keep on running into again and again. Um, and the other is that you're repeating and rehearsing, so you're learning the pits, you're getting very, very familiar with what it's like down there, and you're also learning how to navigate it as it can't be avoided. Is this is this making sense so far? I know it doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. So the reason I ended up taking the setback, like I said, is because I don't chase things any mm -hmm. longer because my habit, habit pattern, I would say, I guess, in relationships is to get into a relationship that I feel like I'm not worth or I'm not worthy of that person's love because of things that they do, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I chase that, like trying to prove my worth consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, I also get into relationships that do have addiction problems most of the time, like all the time, mm -hmm. actually, any time oh. I've been in a relationship. Um, and so, Interesting. so I've actually only been in two really long-term relationships. You know, um, I have been married twice and, uh, both of them went, you know, 10 ish years before I started realizing like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, like mm -hmm. stopping the relationship and then get another one, do the same thing and then stop the relationship. And I'm realizing that this is a pattern. And now I'm like in this potential relationship now, and I can see these patterns repeating in which case that's why I've stepped back because and mm. asked the I Ching in the first place yeah. because I was like 
what is going on? Am I still repeating this pattern? But um, when I first yes. read it, yeah, I, it was sort of bewildering. I'm like, what do you mean depths? Like, cause there's so much intensity behind the relationship. There was a lot of depth there. There mm-hmm. still is any time we have contact with one another, one another, a lot of depth. And so then I was like, well, is that what it's referring to? You know, and I, I just, but what you mm-hmm. said definitely makes sense pertinent to my patterns. Yeah. Yes. I went, when I saw the, uh, when I was thinking about repeating, I, I wondered about, you said the relationships you're each individual, you're each sort of tied into and, uh, and his addiction. And I thought that that's the kind of chasm that repeats that one comes on again and again. But it sounds like you're describing another one. <laughs> so yeah, chasms everywhere. Um, let's see. If you look at where this one comes from, um, the hexagram before is 28, which is great excess or great stepping over, um, stepping over a line, kind of greatly too much. And the image in that one is a house with its main roof beam starting to buckle under the weight. The sequence says things cannot end with excess, and so the chasm follows. The chasm means falling. So the beam that was buckling, now it's falling down. Or things that were under strain with the weight piling on, then something under stress will break and things fall down. In a bigger context, this hexagram comes at the end of um, a lot that are about a kind of apprenticeship, almost, um, acting in the face of challenges and integrating the experience. And that's if you look back sort of 10 hexagrams and see where we are in the in a very big pattern, in a very general sense. And I think as you come to 29 and 30, it's coming to the end of a big chapter and it's like you know you've gone through a lot of challenges you've learned a lot of things you've kind of you're kind of you kind of learned to adult um <laughs> as it were you know that's gone through a lot of stuff um and you've sort of got you've got things set up in, in equilibrium and then and then there's this falling through into 29 it's like oh wait there's there's more there's a whole new dimension of experience down here in the depths, new ways of knowing new parts of experience. Um, and the Chinese, the old Chinese view of the world was that there was a sunlit realm above and a dark watery realm below. And it's, it's kind of like falling through into that. I, that's pretty much how I feel. It's funny mm-hmm. because this year, this year is, um, been kind of a huge shift for me and the way I have explained it because I have a lot, I have different spiritual practices that I'm very regular in like meditation, my yoga practice. I teach yoga. I do a lot of, um, like kind of spiritual practices. And mm-hmm. I did that because I have come from a rough spot. And so I thought I was in a good spot for a while, like, and I was doing really well. And now it feels like everything has caved down oh, again. So, and I'm, I'm yeah. experiencing a mm. whole new level of, I guess, kind of craziness and trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to, yeah. how to get back to being okay, I guess, again. 
this seems like a good moment to pause and explain what that part of the reading was about. You probably already know that you can learn more about a hexagram by looking just one step back in the sequence, from hexagram 29 back to 28, for instance. That can show you how this situation arose, or sometimes what's necessary to bring it about, and it's often really useful as something you can recognise. Like, ah, yes, that's right, that's where I've been. And so then you can have a deeper understanding, you can kind of tell the story of where you are. But the I Ching actually contains much bigger stories and patterns in its sequence than these single steps. One of these starts with hexagram 17 and carries through really all the way to 27. It's a story told in trigrams. Hexagram 17 has thunder below and lake above, and 18 has wind below and mountain above. Then you have hexagrams 19 and 20, which look like the thunder and mountain trigrams writ large, as it were, with each line of the trigram doubled individually to make the hexagrams. And then, in 21, 22, 23, 24, and 25, 26, each time you get thunder inside in one hexagram of the pair, and mountain outside in the other. And finally, hexagram 27 is nourishment or jaws, with thunder below and mountain above in the same hexagram. I find that in each of these hexagrams, thunder represents an inner spark or a personal initiative that's moving upward and outward to encounter the outer trigram. It's like a young adult going out into the world, learning to cope with all these different situations, crime and punishment, journeys and friends, the random workings of fate, and so on. And mountain on the outside seems to me to represent someone consolidating and integrating what they've learned. All this comes together in hexagram 27, the hexagram made of both thunder and mountain, where you're encouraged to see the jaws and become aware of all the ways you're nourished, your needs and the structure that sustains you. And then, of course, comes hexagram 28, Great Exceeding. There's too much for that structure to bear, the roof beam is buckling, and you fall into the chasms of 29. So, if you receive hexagram 29 in a reading, you can certainly point back to 28 and talk about falling. But you can also look further back, like I did with Sasha. This is why I was talking about an apprenticeship period, learning to adult, and then falling through into hexagram 29, this whole new and scary dimension of experience, down under the surface of things. One of the benefits of having an unchanging reading is that you have the space to look into things like this bigger sequence. Having no changing lines feels like an invitation to go into depth with that one hexagram you received. However, there is the danger of losing sight of the wood for all the trees. There's always more to say about any hexagram. But a lot of the point of an unchanging reading is that it's simple and direct, and you don't want to lose that in a kind of blurry mess of extras. The thing is, all this stuff, whatever technical know-how you have about a hexagram, only matters at all if it actually helps the reading's owner. I had a feeling Sasha would be able to relate to this extended view of the sequence of hexagrams, and I was really happy that she did, 
She recognised it in her own lived experience, so it brought the reading closer to her. And back to the reading. Mm, yeah, I. this hexagram's made of the trigram calm, running water one on top of the other, water and water, and I mean, things we know about water is that it isn't solid. Um, you don't find solid footing there. It's good to understand this one by what it's not, which is the following hexagram, the one that's paired with it, 30, which is clarity, and that's the double trigram, Li, fire and light, and it has to do with light insight, clarity, and how light spreads and how understanding grows, whereas 29 has to do with things that are dark and deep and unknown and how frightening it is not to know and not to have things be clear and something solid you can hold on to. It very much has this feel of being sort of thrown into the water and reaching out and... Um, <laughs> there's Floundering. Nothing. Floundering, yes, that's yeah. the word. Mm. That's um, pretty much how it feels. Yeah. I, it's, it's actually, it's a different way of knowing. I mean, there's rational insight and knowledge that can be captured and passed on, you know, from, and that's the hexagram 30 kind. And then this kind is intuition and trust and the kind of the wisdom of the current of the flow. The contrast between the two hexagrams just says clarity is above, the chasms are below. So, you know, there's just one landscape and these two aspects are part of it, and you know, there's nothing disastrous about being down here. It's just part of the world, um, part of the cycle, and yeah, part of where we live. So when you get to what the oracle says, um, it turns out that repeating chasms, I think, doesn't mean a bad relationship. Um which is maybe a bit of a surprise after all this stuff about pits and ditches and snares and darkness and fear and <laughs> floundering <laughs> and falling. <laughs> yeah. But it says, repeating chasms, there's truth and confidence. A connected heart creates success and movement brings honour. So that's, that's how to be in the repeating chasms and how you learn them. You do it with truth and confidence, which is a single word in the Chinese. It's fu. It means um, mutual trust and sincerity and a quality of relationship that has this trust and truthfulness and mutual confidence and that creates an open channel for communication. And that sounds to me like the energy you describe from when you're together, feeling safe and like you can be yourself. That sounds like mm -hmm. food. Mm. A connected heart creates success. And it's, and it's literally a, a heart that's joined, tied, especially um, the word means bonds that secure things and hold them safe. So it's kind of the opposite of being isolated and disconnected, I suppose. It's connected into the flow of things and in the, into the current. Um, Originally, the word that I've called creating success, originally it meant an offering, making an offering and the offering being received by the spirits. 
and this you know, this meant success because it meant you were in a relationship with them and uh, you were nourishing them and they would nourish you. So it has this sense of fully living, giving and receiving, being part of the flow. You know, things are working. The, connect, the heart is connected. Um, you're inside things. You have trust and confidence. It's... I suppose because there's nothing out there to hold on to. Yeah, that's you really end- beautiful. Yeah. Mm. So you end up holding to um, to your heart, to what you know, to what you're loyal to, and, to what, and also, also to what you do. Movement brings honour, it says. Which, when I get this one, I think implies uh, that sitting in the bottom of the hole and feeling sorry for myself would not bring honour. Um uh, yeah, the idea is there's this connection. It needs to draw you into action. Um, if you you think of water running through a hurtling through a chasm, it demands commitment, and um, you know being half-hearted about things wouldn't do, wouldn't work. It's uh, yeah, you're there or you're sense. not. Mm. It's the nature of water, isn't it? It it flows, it finds its way, it carves its course. It doesn't say, maybe I'll go down this waterfall, maybe I won't, I'll decide tomorrow. Um, and we have water inside and water outside. So it's inside like the emotional flow and also the not knowing what the hell's going on or where you are or having anything solid and so on. Um, and there's water outside like fluent action that can't be stopped and always finds a way and it keeps flowing. And then there's water following water, so it's like the current flows through the hexagram from the inner world to the outer all the time. The image is the part of the text that was written drawing on this trigram picture to describe the best way to act in a hexagram. So it's like this is how to act in the chasms. And if you're if you're going into this relationship, then this is how you'll need to be. Waters flow on and reach the end, repeating chasms. A noble one, consistent in character and action, teaches things by repeating. Um, I think this is kind of following on with the movement brings honour idea, um, that it's being like running water that always finds a way and is consistent in character and action. You can't break the water by pouring it down a waterfall. It's still water at the bottom. It never turns into not water. Um, no matter what it goes through, it goes through everything and it's still itself. And teaching by repeating, being consistent and showing things in what you do again and again. Um, and in my experience with this one, you can end up teaching yourself and learning as well. Um, it can mean that too. It reminds me of the truism that love is a verb. It's uh, not what you feel, but what you do. And also, this is how you know who you are by what you do and what you keep doing. Um, yeah, this is, that's almost all there is to say, I think. Um, it's, yeah, it's how this will evolve. I and mean, it's a, it's a strong relationship that there's a genuine strong connection and it's in the dark, in the pits. Like going through the chasms together, um, a whole lot of oh oh another pit oh we're down here again oh well okay we can tackle this one oh and this one, um, 
and this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I, I, um, makes me an addiction problems you mentioned. And I, I thought of, you know, here we are down here again. Okay. You know, yeah. keep flowing. Keep flowing. Yeah. That's mm. what I keep telling myself too, is just like, keep mm. flowing, keeping true to who I am, um, being consistent and, and also the trusting, how you said a lot of it's intuitive knowing versus, um, like in clarity, I think you said it was more like of a, like a knowing, knowing rather mm-hmm. than feeling that knowing, you know, yeah. or intuit intuition, you know, mm-hmm. just having that, like just trusting that more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. And just going back to integrity and just keep flowing, keep. Yeah. Like Dory, keep on swimming. Yes. Yeah, I I think if I think if you are, if the relationship is bringing you joy, then absolutely nothing any oracles could say should ever make you give up on it. Um, And if you're not enjoying it, if you're sort of hanging in there in the hope things will get better, then then you kind of need a better reason to hang in there than that. Yeah. Because it carries on looking dark and deep and unclear and pit-like. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Eventually, I'd like to move on into hexagram thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> some sunlit uplands would be really nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm twenty. Yeah. I'm the the big picture is that thirty emerges from twenty nine, but. You know, you just have 29 unchanging. So yep. I think it emphasizes the repeating nature of that. You know, a chasm and another chasm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I can definitely mm. feel that. Mm. Sounds like this is making sense. I'm glad. It definitely has made sense. Good. And that was our reading. I think you could hear it really landing for Sasha at the end there. It's tricky in a way with Hexagram 29. I know I wouldn't want to get into a relationship or anything, really, that was going to be like repeating chasms unchanging. But I've actually had clients who were perfectly willing to do that. People are different. So what I tried to do here was to give Sasha as clear and vivid a sense of the hexagram as I could, to give her the best possible basis for making her own decision which is what readings are for, of course. If you'd like to share a reading on the podcast, I'd be very happy to interpret it for you. Just visit onlineclarity.co.uk forward slash share. That's O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot C-O dot U-K forward slash S-H-A-R-E and sign up. 